What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Balance Show. We believe that the key to life is balance. Finding the balance between discipline and freedom, ambition and contentment. The perfect balance is unique to each individual. We are your hosts, Taylor, Chloe, and Steve, and we're here to help you find your balance. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Balance Show. I'm your host, Taylor, and today we have on my best friend, Tyler. Hey, everybody. Tyler has a long background as a CPA and financial analyst. He is also now an entrepreneur, and he is a social media expert. Not to mention, he is also our controller for Balance Athletica. We talk about finding your niche, fighting doubts, any tips on how to build a social media platform, our background as a friendship, and more. Tyler, what's up? Not much. Just glad to be here. Thanks for coming on today. Yeah. I see Tyler basically every single day. So, so this is a brand new setting in front of microphones. It's weird. He, we'll get used to it. He put on his headphones and he was like, oh my gosh, is this what I sound like to people? <laughs> it's not good. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. Okay, so... I kind of wanted to talk to you about our friendship, how we met, a little bit about your background, what you currently do, and then also about the Instagram background and how you've been able to help me for like five years, but we'll get into that later. So okay. without further ado, let's get going. Let's do it. So basically, Tyler and I met when we were like, how old are we? Like 15 or 16, maybe. (laughs) And I think we met through one of his friends, Austin. I was dating his friend, Austin. Oh, good times. You know, that's how me and Tyler became best friends. His witty witty comebacks were just (laughs) instant. I have that effect on people. Just bully them. He He bullies the crap out of me. So I think we met 15 or 16 years old in what class? Like geometry? Geometry. Yes, Which and you somehow passed. So <laughs> good for you. Honestly, guys, my strong suit in life back then was not, not high school. Not high school. I was tanning. Tanning. Gym. Gym. No laundry. <laughs> exactly. He knows me too well. <laughs> so that's how we met. Was in geometry class, and we. I mean, even when me and Austin broke up, we just kept in great contact, and I really enjoyed his friendship enjoyed hanging out with him he has no drama he's really fun he's always there for me so uh, our friendship just kind of took off from there yeah i feel like we always have really clicked yeah and had like the same ambitions mm-hmm. and kind of wants in life and yeah. so we were able to kind of pursue that together yeah definitely and it's hard to find people that you click with especially at a young age and then you continue to be friends with that person yeah no definitely i feel like this is like one of the longest standing friendships mm-hmm. we both have at this yes, point exactly like Through i don't know i don't know if it's the same for you guys but I feel like friendships like that are from, you know, years and years ago when you were in grade school are so rare and they're friendships like no like no other friendship you have. Even in college, I can't relate really any friendship to what me and Tyler have because there's been so much history. And I think we've only gotten in like one fight. True. <laughs> True. So, <laughs> we will not get into that. Yeah. I vividly remember Cheers. that one. <laughs> Casually sips whiskey. <laughs> 
so that's the background of me and Tyler. And when I moved out of high school from Windsor, Colorado. And that was like our junior year? Junior that's year. That's wild. So crazy. So we weren't even that close to friends when you like got up and left. I, I feel know. like we were friends for like a year maybe. Yeah, a year of friendship. And then he just, you know, kept in really good contact with me because if you're my friend, you know that I'm not good at keeping up with people. <laughs> so he, he just kept up with me and I kept up with him. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Both went to college, different places, different states. Yes. Still kind of kept in contact. Yep. I still remember the first time you and Steve came and visited me in my house sophomore year of college. Yes. All we did was oh, drink. Good time. <laughs> and hiked. That 10-mile yeah. hike. Yes. That was horrible. Was that Pikes Peak? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was a... That was interesting. Don't invite fitness friends to come visit you in college after drinking. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's kind of the history of Tyler and I. We've been friends for so long, and um, he's always been just someone I've always leaned on. And so moving towards how he's been able to help me with my career, I told him in like 2014 that I wanted to do a fitness Instagram. Yep. I don't and even remember. No one either. was doing fitness Instagram. No one was even really doing Instagram. No one was doing Instagram. Yeah. No. What not did at you all. What did you think when I? Uh, I knew you were always into fitness, and I could tell you were passionate about it. But at the same time, I feel like in the back of your head, you're always like, "Is that gonna work? Like, what's yeah. the game plan?" And I, I even mm -hmm. at then, I don't even think you pictured what has become. Right. What happened? Like it was like I'm passionate about working out. I want to share that with others. But now it's exploded over those five, six years into like a full on business. Full on for business. Both of us now. Exactly, right. Which we definitely never pictured. Never. And then even when you start getting traction, I feel like we would always like joke about this day, mm -hmm. but like never knew if it would ever come flour flourish. Yeah, flourishing like it yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that has a lot to do with the support that I've had, like you, you've always been, <laughs> he's, okay, he's very hard on what I post, <laughs> and he's honestly my, hey, that's how we got here, exactly, <laughs> he's both my CPA and manager, like, let's be real, you're my, you're my manager, yep, yep, that's factual, <laughs> since day one, since day one, I remember, yeah, she had like 2,000 followers, and I would just like watch what she was posting, and one day I was like, this is really bad, I just gotta tell her, <laughs> And that's basically our relationship, very blunt. And I would be like, uh, no, like horrible lighting. Like you look bad in that pic. Like what are you doing? <laughs> and then yeah. she started sending me basically every picture before she would post it. And I would just give her honest feedback. <laughs> and I think over the years that evolved into like now I'm, yeah. if I give her a compliment on picture, she's stoked. It's Takes the whole next day off. <laughs> I'm taking a day off. Tyler approved it. Life is good. Like, I have myself a drink that night when you approve a photo. Yeah, yeah. But still to this day, he, I'll send him, like, ten photos, and he'll he'll either deny every single one. <laughs> she gets heartbroken. Or he'll accept at least, like, one or two. Yeah. But he's done that since, I don't know, for, like, five years now. Yeah. And so, our, like, not our content, your content has definitely content. <laughs> improved, like, just, like, from taking mediocre gym selfies to, like, where you are now Gosh. is so crazy, like, where you started and I started with mm -hmm. you versus, mm -hmm. like, looking back, I'm like, how did anyone like that picture? <laughs> I know. So Like, bad. my recipes and stuff. Oh, my God. And, and my you would, selfies you would post the picture of the food. What is, what is that's I'm so, horrible. I'm so, yeah. I don't even know who I it's was. Okay. Look at us now. <laughs> who? Am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look you at us now. You have to learn somewhere. Exactly. And he's still harsh on me. Like, 
honestly, when I when he first started being harsh on me, <laughs> I'm a softy. So I was like, Steve, like Tyler doesn't like my stuff. And then now I'm like, I mean, that's just Tyler. He's very <laughs> blunt, very witty. And you need to know that about him. And he's freaking hilarious. So yeah, never mean to offend. Just very, very blunt to the point. I'll <laughs> tell it how it is. Never mean to offend. Yeah. Well, sometimes I want to offend, but <laughs> like most of the time, just yeah. trying to help help out. <laughs> Don't yeah. beat around the bush. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so he kind of started helping me with my career there in terms of what I was posting. And then I started getting like brand deals and like opportunities for sponsorships. And oh, yeah. I would send him those contracts and he'd either be like, uh, hell no, they're trying <laughs> to use you or okay, like this might be a good opportunity. Yeah. So he's just very intuitive with those kinds of things. And I, I had, I have no idea or at least I didn't know what I was doing when I first jumped into this industry in terms of contracts and in terms of signing with sponsors and stuff like that. So he's always kind of had my back in, in that area. And I think that if you guys are trying to start your Instagram, having someone like Tyler is really important because they'll have your back um, at a different point of view than just your own, which is very important, especially if you want to help grow this social media platform definitely i think just having that person to like get a second opinion because when you're taking the picture you're writing the captions you're so like involved that you don't take a step back and say like what are other people Mm -hmm. looking at what are other people seeing this like your heart's in it where other people's aren't so like when you send me stuff that you're like this is the best thing i worked all day for and i'm like no that's like not that good (laughs) like Like, you're not posting that it hurts but like (laughs) i feel like having that second opinion and then you're like oh yeah you're right like that wouldn't have been good like i was thinking this Mm -hmm. but like i interpret it way different right and i think just having that second opinion can be super valuable yeah and even with ideas like bouncing ideas like tyler and i when we even hang out we'll just bounce ideas off of each other in terms of his business my business like future plans so having someone like that in your life is really really important uh so started that um and it's just kind of grown from there can you think of anything else you want to talk about on that um no No. i think that's basically how our like relationship has grown and now i feel like anytime we hang out even just for a wine night it's always talking about like she said business Mm -hmm. where are we going where do we want to go and i think surrounding yourself with people like that even though like initially i don't know if that was like why we were surrounding ourselves yeah. together. But like now I'm very thankful for that because like mm-hmm. having that like-minded person is so valuable mm-hmm. and just really makes you want to step up and be a better person versus surrounding yeah. yourself with people that are maybe easier to hang out with. Because yes. like we are always talking business, always talking future plans. Right. Where like some people just don't like to do that. Right. Like we talk about ideas. And yeah. And just... I mean, it doesn't even have to be concrete or formal. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like bouncing random things mm-hmm. off each other. But I think that really like helps us get to the next level in both of our businesses and careers. Right. Like I think that to be successful in any area of your life, you need to have that support system. Even if just one person that you can feel this way about and feel like they're making you a better person overall, rather than when you hang out with someone and they make you feel like crap or you just dread hanging out with that person and you don't know why, that's probably a good sign that maybe it's time to branch out and meet new people and meet another person that's going to help you succeed in different areas of your life you know you have those friends that you love to go out with and drinking with you have those friends where you like surrounding yourself with every day because they just help boost you overall Does Definitely. That make sense? and i mean it doesn't even have to be like your family it doesn't have to be your parents it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be necessarily your best friend like yeah. whoever that is it can be like a mentor or whoever you find that you kind of look up to and kind of 
really click on all your ideas Mm -hmm. and i mean you don't even have to click on social like i like to go out way more than taylor (laughs) exactly so if i'm going out i don't like text taylor like hey you want to go black out of the bars (laughs) no but i have friends that i do and then when i want to talk business and drink wine and be like have a casual night like me and taylor Mm -hmm. two peas in a pod exactly it's great to have different friendships exactly and you just got to know that like i'm not asking my bar friends like business advice (laughs) i mean some of them but most of them listening i'm not trying to offend yeah this is not one of those offending moments (laughs) exactly um so you graduated from csu correct correct what did you undergrad and grad school at csu Mm -hmm. so that was in fort collins which is actually right by where we grew up yes which is kind of lame but it was fun it was windsor colorado windsor colorado (laughs) and what did you graduate so i did my undergrad in accounting and finance so i double majored in those and then did a minor in economics Mm -hmm. um kind of having a game plan of going big four accounting um if some of you might not know what that is it's just like the four largest accounting firms in the world so they do all the biggest clients like the apples the googles the microsofts all of those so it's really good experience um so i knew i wanted to do that i knew i wanted to get my cpa um and so to get your cpa in colorado now you have to get your master's or have 150 credits. So I just went ahead, stayed the extra year. It's just a one-year master's. And so I got my master's in accounting as well there. And then moved down to Denver and started at PwC, which is, like I said, a big four accounting firm. And that's kind of where I got my experience. And I was there for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. to two years it's a lot of hours um but how during, was that like what was that like starting off in a big four company um it's kind of nerve-wracking because you're with i mean some of the smartest and brightest and hardest working people mm-hmm. but that's kind of why you do it too because you're surrounding yourself with people that are experts in their industry you get to work on a bunch of different clients so you get to see a bunch of different things versus if you just go work for google like you see google mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like if you work for their pwc you can see google and apple and all these other companies as well. So Mm -hmm. it was a really good experience there, but you can burn out very quickly. And I knew that like, so I was auditing. I knew that wasn't my future path. It was just there for the experience. Experience, right. And as soon as I felt like I kind of got that, like got all I could out of it, I transitioned into more of a finance job, um, which, so I was a financial analyst at a tech company called Exactly in Denver. Um, They're based out of California. So when you quit PwC, were people judging you for quitting? Oh, oh yeah. Mm. So the safe thing to do is like stay three years there Mm -hmm. and that like kind of secures your spot. And so I stayed like a year and a half, which was like kind of taboo, but I knew like staying longer wasn't going to get me anywhere I wanted to go. So I thought I'll jump ship. But yeah, parents, friends were like, what are you doing? Coworkers. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of got this good opportunity that I thought I should jump on. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of those two jobs kind of like tailored to where my business is today. So I think I kind of pair things I learned at both into like kind of one offering. So they definitely helped me get to where I am today, but that never was like officially the plan. I was just trying to figure out what I want to do. So the all along you knew that you wanted to do something as a CPA. You just didn't know what. Correct. I knew, and I knew I wanted to own my own business at some point, but Mm -hmm. I also never really had like drilled down. Like I want to own a CPA firm or I want to, own a clothing line or I didn't know what that was at that point you knew you wanted to do something on your own you didn't know what it was exactly and I feel like this whole time I was like trying to figure out like what is Mm. my my niche I feel like that's how it is for everyone when they graduate college 
they don't really know what they want to do. They're kind of just figuring it out, get, yeah. getting their feet wet in different places, and they feel so lost. So if you're listening to this today and you're about to graduate college, you're graduating now, just know that, honestly, everyone feels this way. Oh, they don't 100%. know what they're getting into, where, they're, where they want to live, like their relationships. Like everything is just so up in the air in when you graduate college. So you're not the only one. Even if you're in your like mid to late twenties, kind of oh god, how we're approaching. No. <laughs> like I feel like so many people our age like still don't really know. I I don't even know if I know what I want to do. Like yeah. I know I like what I'm doing now. Mm. I don't know what the future holds though. Passions and I feel can like, change. Yeah, exactly. And mm. I feel like you're probably the same way. Like definitely, you could end up selling balance, and then like you're gonna find a new passion. Company. Like I right. feel like that's like kind of our thing. Exactly. We just like keep moving forward and keep progressing. That's why when people ask what do you want to do for the next five years? I'm like, I literally don't know. Like I live day by day, I live how yeah. God wants me to live. And that's it. I feel like all you can do it. is set yourself up for future success, but you don't necessarily need to know what your future success is. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. You just have to yes. keep your options open. Make sure you're like not hurting yourself by doing any behaviors or taking any like specific steps, but exactly. don't necessarily think you have to know where you want to be in five years, 10 years. Exactly. Like, who knows? Because those plans... Do we want to be in Denver? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe know. California. I mean, yeah, shoot. We would look good on the beach. <laughs> we would. Lots of F45 will be Twice going down to get those bikini bods. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after you quit exactly, yes. why did you quit your job? Um. So transitioning back. So I quit PwC, went to exactly as a financial analyst, which was kind of a different skill set. It's more corporate. So it's for one company and it's more like budgeting, projecting, more financing and less like accounting CPA work. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of was tired of doing the CPA work at the time. And when when you're working like 70, 80 hours a week, burn out very quickly. And so I loved exactly loved like learning a kind of a new skill set. And then again, once I felt like kind of comfortable with that and I got to a place with Taylor and her businesses, as well as some other clients, um, I decided to kind of take that leap. Mm-hmm. And going back this whole time, I'm doing kind of part-time CPA work for Taylor, even at PwC at Exactly. We it's, would it's weekends, nights. Like we've always been working together, kind of our same relationship. But now I'm able to dedicate way more time. So what happened was I was at Exactly, still doing balance and tc fit which is her like more fitness influencer business Mm -hmm. as well as kind of getting other clients and getting them up and running all while working a full-time job and that was really good money but wasn't uh good for my mental health or stress (laughs) or any of that lots of of vins drinking on the weekends for you okay (laughs) she's gonna call me out (laughs) haters gonna hate (laughs) but uh taylor and chloe and steve kind of came to me and I was still working exactly and wanted me to be more involved, which I totally got. And it kind of was getting to the point where I couldn't keep, keep up with their business. It was booming, growing so fast and kind of presented me with an opportunity that they would help me kind of get jump started. They would be like my main first client. And I floated that idea to some people and they thought it was pretty crazy to quit a really good job um, and kind of go for it. But at 26, not not the highest expenses, no kids, not married. I thought it was the perfect opportunity for me. And like, if I fail, I'll go get another job. Not So what did people say when you initially told them like, hey, I want to quit my steady income job where I know that I could be like okay in for this job that is up in the air and I might not succeed? Uh, people thought it was pretty crazy. So they would 
be like, are you sure? Why don't you keep doing it part-time? Like, you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I just knew I needed to kind of fly and, like, figure out if I could soar, I Mm -hmm. guess, if that makes sense. I needed to take the leap because doing it part-time, I would never put my whole effort into it and see if I could do it full-time. Like, I just needed to jump. And if I landed on my face, I'll apply for another job and get another job versus, like... You don't have the opportunity every day to start your own business with a huge, already a huge client. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people didn't understand that and thought it was like more of a risk than mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And that I'm sure you did too. Like it seems like a no brainer, but I feel right. like when you're, it didn't seem outside. like, even like now, it didn't seem like a no brainer back then. But now I'm like, how, why would I even think twice? But yeah. it's because of all those people that make you think twice. They, may, they put doubts in your head and yeah. they're like, oh, you know, the nine to five is very secure. They don't know anything about running your own business or about being an, an entrepreneur. So they think it's a scary thing. And But you're right. Like, just like you said, if you don't succeed at doing your own thing and you fall on your face, what happens? You get another job. Yeah. Like, it's not like a the world isn't going to end. Mm-hmm. My life isn't going to end. My friendships aren't going to end. Yeah. I'll just apply for another job. Exactly. But yeah. I'd rather do that when I'm 26 versus mm-hmm. married and 40 and have like three kids I'm supporting not that you can't do it then follow your dreams and I think too that was my thing is I was like okay what's the worst situation Mm -hmm. and how likely is that okay maybe it's 10% I failed that's -hmm. not very likely but that's what everyone focuses on is that 10% like what if you do fail right and like what if you don't right and then you really get success or you're really happy doing what you're doing and Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be monetary success Mm -hmm. it can be hey, I work whenever I want and I'm so happy with my life. And it's like, right. good for you. Happiness is everything. Like, yeah, oh. money is money is great. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. But happiness is, <laughs> <laughs> happiness is everything. Like the hours you work now versus what you worked three months ago is unreal. And the pay that you're making now is, is now equal, if not more, than it was three months ago at your corporate nine to five job definitely and that would have never happened if i didn't take the leap and was still trying to do it on the side Mm -hmm. because if you do it on the side i think that's one of the best ways to start don't get me wrong like that's how i started i was just doing it on the side but at some point like once you kind of prove that you can do it on the side like you can actually do it i think you gotta take the leap yeah that's that's such a good point like we're not sitting here telling you to quit your nine to five jobs (laughs) tomorrow pursue your (laughs) your dreams that you haven't even laid out or haven't even touched. Tyler has been doing work for me personally for five years. And after and that like, point, finally he now. saw <laughs> the growth of balance in me. And he, he was able to take that leap because he saw the future a little bit easier than if he was just quit his nine to five job and oh, have yeah. like this random client that could drop him <laughs> at any second. So we're not saying that we're saying, you know, if you have experience doing your side hustle and it's going well, and it's flourishing, why not just take that leap and focus on that area and and watch it flourish even more? Yeah, it's amazing what you can do if you actually dedicate your time to it and Mm -hmm. how much time you free up by not having a job that you can put into your business that you might not be making money at first, but the amount of time Mm -hmm. you dedicate, it'll pay off tenfold in the future. Exactly. And I also feel like a lot of people don't know that you started on the side. Mm -hmm. After college, you were also training at a gym. Mm -hmm. Not exactly sure what you wanted to do, if Mm -hmm. you were going to be a gym owner or if you want to be a gym trainer Mm -hmm. while still doing Instagram Mm -hmm. and then kind of transitioned into being able to do more Instagram full time at very low pay. I vividly remember. (laughs) 
I was still living, living with, the, a, with yeah, the rents. Living with the rents, quit her job, and I was like, ooh, that was bold. Ooh. And it really paid off. Once you started dedicating all your time to mm-hmm. building your business, your YouTube, and your content, and actually helping people, yeah, I think that's when it took off. Where if you would have kept training at the gym, mm-hmm. you would have had probably more money short term, but you right. would not have been able to find your dream and actually take the exactly. leap. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that people they see someone's success at the like you know three years down the road and they're like oh that just happened for them overnight it's like no this person has worked all freaking day all freaking night had have no downtime like cut all their friends out of their lives to literally build this business you know what i mean just take that leap yes exactly exactly. and now we've both been there Mm -hmm. so i was kind of inspired saying you take your leap you kind of live your dream and i was like wow yeah i actually could do that that yeah no That was one compliment of the week. <laughs> so funny. Wow. Tyler gave me a compliment. Let me just uh, sit in that see, for a this second. This is why I can't because it goes to her head. She gets all cocky. <laughs> it's terrible. Got to beat her back down. Uh, anyways, let's get back to the interview. <laughs> um, so now with your brand new business, you're running your own CPA company. What do you do? Um, (laughs) (laughs) so it kind of depends. Some of my days are spent more on business development. So I'm always trying to get more clients, um, specifically influencers generally, but I take, I have tech companies and other clients as well. Um, I just really like the influencer market. I think I have experience in the influencer market and that's kind of where my heart is. And I think I go above and beyond for like the influencer market. I Mm -hmm. like to like show them that. Um, but other than that, I'm in meetings with balance or Taylor for her other company um meeting with other clients doing their bookkeeping um taking their bookkeeping and putting it in kind of digestible format so when i meet with them they're not going over like your average income statement that most companies will have i'll put that in a little bit more digestible and a better format to make decisions off of so i can show them in different more real terms Mm -hmm. how the business is actually doing it's so cool like whenever i have a meeting with tyler i'll come out of there super motivated because he will break everything down for you like i have had i don't know like eight income streams for for a long time and even the other day just sitting down with him and kind of pinpointing what's worth my time what's not worth my time it literally took so much anxiety off my plate because I was able to focus on what is truly flourishing, what's growing, what's really worth it for me rather than focusing on 20 different things. So he's so good at um, all of the influencer marketing because he's been with me for so long and he's just like seen everything around the influencer market because he just knows more than the average person for sure. But um, his meetings are always so motivational to me and I'm sure to his other clients too but what he does is very unique and I think it's so it's so cool because I think it's a market that's really not tapped into definitely definitely I feel like um a lot of older CPAs not to be ageist but uh (laughs) might not understand the market because they didn't grow up in it and that's totally fair Mm -hmm. but um there's definitely some niche things that we go through that like other CPAs or other people with different experiences might not know or do Mm -hmm. as well as kind of pairing that like financial analyst versus like the CPA which helps me kind of give you the data you need to like make the right decision Mm -hmm. versus giving you this kind of like raw what I would call like CPA data yeah that yes, isn't digestible it's not digestible mm-hmm. it's not interpretable you mm-hmm. can't make decisions on it it's 
Yeah. You can see like, yeah, I made this income, but like, how can I do better next month? What went into that income? Like Mm -hmm. what different streams? Like is any of them, like you said, wasting my time or like, is any of them like just crushing it? And I should focus more time on that than Mm -hmm. I'm not. Like, just like we said earlier, what you focus on is going to flourish the most. So if you have oh, yeah. 50 different things you're doing, it's going to be hurting you, which which we will get into yeah, later. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what he does is really, really cool and very unique. And it's something that I didn't know I needed way back when, when we first started. I remember he was like, all right, you have this amount due. And it was April of 20, I don't know, 16, my first tax year <laughs> of due. And I was yeah. like, holy crap. Like it was basically all my life savings. Yeah. I had like $500 in my bank account, but he was there just reassuring me, you know, everything's gonna be okay. But I've learned so much about money through him and, uh, dis- decisions and what I'm purchasing and like career goals through him. And he's just so helpful. So Anyways, that's what Tyler does <laughs> right now. Very valuable person. Very, hey, um, yeah, awesome. So do you, kind of going back to the influencer thing, because you're basically an expert in it, <laughs> I would say, for sure. He knows what's going to do well and what's not going to do well. <laughs> I don't know how he freaking does it, but he, he just knows. Uh, what would you say are your best tips for someone trying to become an influencer or if they are an influencer what are your best tips for them to just kind of flourish and grow i think the biggest mistake people make is they think they're gonna grow faster kind of like you said they think you got here overnight in like what it took you six years to get Mm -hmm. here yeah and so right at the beginning and i know this happened to you but we were able to kind of get through that is you just have to consistently post good content and not get frustrated you might lose a hundred followers that week and you're trying to grow and you're so beaten down because you're posting good content, but that happens to everyone. Right. You have to keep going, keep grinding, always look back. I like looking back at the week and saying, what was my best posts and why were those my best posts so that you can kind of look forward and make that more your priority. Like doing an evaluation. After exactly. Each week. And I feel like you also need to be real with yourself. Like what is your niche market? What is your goal? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to help women? Do you want to help men? Do you want to help younger women? Do you want to help right. people lose weight? Do you want to help people just like can stay with their weight, but be better mentally or, you know, yeah. kind of figure out what your niche is, what you're passionate about and just go for it. Right. And I would also say like following people in that similar industry can be helpful and see, see what successful people are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, following people is never going to, get you to the top but i think giving getting ideas from like what people very successful and i mean we used to look up to influencers that you have twice as many followers as now yeah that's true and i think like that was key and being like oh they're doing this they're doing this how can we take that idea and kind of make it your own Mm. and really be yourself right people want to follow you people want to see you yeah you're not saying to like be a certain person like copy a certain person you're just saying if they were to post something like a workout swipe video and you see it doing really well maybe try that out for your own and you might not even do workouts you might do like cooking swipe videos Mm -hmm. or like you can make it your own but just see kind of how other people have gotten really successful and make that your own like don't sit there and copy them but igtv swipe videos like see what's doing well on the platform in terms of their format exactly and even instagram is a really good platform. Taylor's seen a lot of success on that, but other platforms we haven't done that well on. Mm-hmm. And But some people kill right. YouTube, for example. Kill YouTube, right. but Instagram, they struggle with growth. Mm-hmm. But I think you just kind of got to recognize that and really utilize that. Like, you can really be profitable on YouTube. You can really get good content on YouTube. Like, yeah. if you're not doing as successful on Instagram, I'm not saying don't do Instagram, but 
appreciate that you're crushing YouTube. Yes. Or whatever other platform. There's like some TikTok bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> yes, it's TikTok. <laughs> yeah, like you're not going to be good at every single thing, even though you want to. And some people crush Twitter. Hilarious Twitters. <laughs> yeah. and But like, and that's great. You used to crush Twitter. Let's be real. Let's see a confession. I dabbled in crushing Twitter. <laughs> Who's ever a Colorado <laughs> native or have has went to csu csu confessions wasn't that what it's called it was like college confessions or something that was yeah Tyler, i guys. think there was a csu confession so i tried to go broader on it oh don't copy other people though it never works out <laughs> moral of the story moral don't, of the story don't copy other but people. you can get good ideas <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah so uh you would say those are really, really good points. So yeah, just to be I think yourself you just got to be yourself and just stick with it. Like, I mean, I think it. like losing followers, I still have clients that will text me and be like, oh my God, I lost a thousand. Mm-hmm. You've been one of them. I've lost like a thousand clients this week or like a thousand followers. <laughs> but like I'm posting this really good content. And like sometimes it's just Instagram or some other platform cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. So like they're fake followers anyway. They're not engaging with you. Doesn't really matter. Yes. And I think too, not focusing on like... A number of followers like that from i've seen a lot of incomes followers generally has nothing to do with income it can be a part but some people that have way fewer followers crush it and mm. make five times as much as someone with twice as much following as them so i think just making sure you're building the right niche following for you mm-hmm. is going to be key versus just a following so in terms of that can you give an example uh specifically of what so how like let's say you're trying to get a girl following yeah but they're posting maybe something that a male audience would resonate with more yeah how would you transition from those types of things to to trying to gain a girl following yeah so it's really easy to see what your following is you can do instagram whatever pro or business or some shit there's a bunch of apps too that you can do so you can look very quickly at what your percentage is where they are And I think one, that's the first key is just knowing what your following is. And if your following is a lot of guys, maybe, maybe tone down the booty pics, maybe change into more like eating and how you stay healthy as a woman and concentrating on that weird thing that happens every month and really resonating with workout videos meant for women, workout videos meant for home and gym and that kind of thing. And maybe tone down the pics that are probably at that time getting the most likes because every guy's liking it a few girls are liking it and try to slowly transition it does not happen overnight Mm. it's a slow transition to go from a full male or female to the other gender um but it can be done as long as you're consistent and give more of that free advice tailored to women Mm. versus just posting pictures that you hope get a lot of likes yes absolutely because if you guys are trying to make a business exactly who's gonna buy your product like if you want to feel good about yourself post all the booty pics you'll get all the likes a lot of guys will comment heart eyes and like that some people love that shit and you you do it yes you own that yes but if you're trying to create like this influencer business where you can actually do it full time and make it profitable i think you really have to concentrate on the followers you're getting and how how in tune they are with you are they commenting are they commenting hard eyes are they saying oh wow that third workout and that swipe video crushed me at the gym today because that person is going to also buy the supplements from you and the clothes and Mm -hmm. everything you try to sell they trust you exactly you want to build trust and And that's another thing is not going with 20 different brands because they're giving you attention giving you free stuff and then you think that if you sell for every one of those brands you're going to make it 
and like me and Taylor sit down and talk about this all the time is like you really got to hone in and your focus and be like what are where's my passion one and two which one of these is going to have the highest return if I put all my all my time into it mm-hmm. do I like working with them can I build a following with them then you go for them and you might even only have I know people that don't have any sponsors and they do their own thing and you might have three and that's fine you yeah. can even with one sponsor you can make 50 grand a month mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. one sponsor mm-hmm. where I've seen people with 50 sponsors make six grand a month. Mm-hmm. So it's very honing in on that is definitely the key. Yes. Finding your passionate, like, like a brand that you're passionate about, whether that be clothing supplements yeah. or beauty line, like whatever your thing is, if you do want to be sponsored, if you have people approaching you, test out that brand, see what their mission is. If you resonate with them, stick with them for as long as you can, for as long as you like their products and their mission. Because I think what you're saying is that for selling wise, people are going to trust you if you're exactly. not trying to sell a ton of different everything, things all the time. Yeah. Different supplements, different mm-hmm. CBD, different everything. Where mm-hmm. if you're just like, hey, this is my one supplement company. I take it every day. This is how I got to where I am. These are the one clothing line I wear. I wear it every day. Mm-hmm. I like it. You don't see me posting in other things. Then yes. people are going to be more following, more likely to buy because they do end up after following you, trusting you. Yes. Like you build this trust. Of, Relationship. Uh, yeah, exactly. You build this trust like where they followed you from workouts. They know that you have the best workouts and that you do the best supplements and that you wear the best clothes. And that's why they will end up buying from you mm-hmm. versus you have the best booty pics that get a ton mm-hmm. of likes. Right. Like, People just want real. They want you to be real with them. Like, yep. Like that's why I feel like my I've, I used to try and be perfect on my stories, like makeup and everything. But now I'm like, I just want to be real with people. I want them to see my flaws. Like I don't care. I want people to know that they're not alone when they're struggling. And I feel like that's what resonates with people. Oh you yeah. Say? Everyone breaks out and everyone has bad days. Like mm-hmm. everyone thinks you're like a workout robot, but you wake up and you're like, no, I'm not going to the gym today. Exactly. Like I'd you're rather. a real person. Like yeah. everyone has those days where you don't want to go to the gym or you want to binge eat Chick-fil-A <laughs> and you just show that you're a real person. Like you can binge eat Chick-fil-A and still have a good body. You can yeah. miss a day at the gym and still have a good body. Right. And like it, sometimes you need that for your mental health to stay f- like physically fit as well. It's yeah. like a refeed. Yeah, I think that Instagram is really turning into a more realistic platform. Definitely. People are starting to be a lot more real and that's what's resonating with people rather than the type, the ad type. Yeah, uh, where they look Instagram perfect accounts. all yeah. the time. Mm. Hair done, makeup done. Because it doesn't make you feel good yeah. when you look at it. Yeah, not everyone can be a Kardashian every day. They have a full <laughs> team keeping them together. Exactly. It's impossible to maintain that every day. Exactly. So in terms of starting, let's say someone wanted to start their own social media. Do you have any advice for them? I would say you just really have to know what your niche is. And I feel like everyone gets caught up in just like posting pictures, get the most likes like for your following. And that can be like gratifying for you because then it feels like you're successful. But knowing what your niche is, whether that's healthy food, working out, both mental health, you know, kind of tailoring that and then making sure that your page reflects your niche. Mm. I feel like I go to a lot of pages and I'm like, do you work out? Like, what is your, what is your niche? Well, like, yeah. Who, like, what are you about? Yeah. Like, why, why would I follow you? What can mm. I learn from you? What can I grow from you? And yeah. I think that's what more followers are looking for nowadays. And so if you go in knowing kind of setting and you can transition your page too, I've seen people through life experiences go from like hardcore fitness to more like mental health natural 
you can do that. Mm -hmm. It's a slow transition, but you can definitely do that. Mm -hmm. But I think at, you just have to be real with yourself. Where are you in life and what are you passionate about and show people that and they yeah. will really resonate with it. That's really cool. Like, don't be afraid to be open. Yeah. Yeah. Because people want to hear, they want to, they want to feel like they're not the only ones struggling. Exactly. And like, I think initially and still to this day, Instagram makes it look like these people live even influencers and celebrities are living these like lavish mm. lives and like sometimes their lives are more lavish than yours but they're not happier at all yes. and they are not better than yours at all right. they post the best pictures of the day in yes. their life and then they might just have the shittiest days and the shittiest weeks but mm. they will show you that they're living the life because they want the likes they want the follows and they want that they want to resonate yes exactly and i don't think people realize this but Instagram stories are 15 seconds each. So I don't know. That's that's literally minutes of your day. Oh, yeah. So I don't that I don't show my whole day, but I think that people might think that I'm showing my entire day through my stories and that's not the case. And I'm sure that's with plenty of other influencers, you know, like it's just oh, yeah. a very small. It can either be their highlight reel, which it mostly is. Yeah. But it's not their entire day. Like you don't know what they're going through. You don't know their struggles. Like Instagram is... It can be a it's really a good platform. Snippet. So if you do want to join the Instagram world or whatever world, make it a better place. Yeah. Make the world a better place. Make people feel real. Yeah. Give them something that they can grow with. Yeah. And people resonate with that. And that's how you gain a following. Yes. And it's also like it feels good to put content out that actually helps people, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's how you have been able to grow quicker than most is because you're trying to help people. You're not necessarily chasing the most likes or the most mm -hmm. comments or you're like actually trying to like help them on their journey of fitness food health like well living mm -hmm. um just like that whole embodiment versus just trying to profit off them or just trying to get likes like i said right. yeah and i mean i'm not the coolest bestest influencer out there but you know Soft we have some advice i guess <laughs> <laughs> i would say tyler's an expert <laughs> i wish yeah, so you've been with you've been my friend for so long. You've Too been long. with my businesses for so long and I'm so excited that we got to have you on the podcast. I just feel like you have such good insight into the business world and the social media world and I think that it'll be hopefully valuable to you guys. I'm sure you guys got at least something out of it, especially if you guys are trying to be like in social media or just trying to pursue your passion and follow your dreams as a whole. I hope that um something in this podcast resonated with you yeah and thanks for having me i'm really glad i got to kind of show my knowledge show who i am how how we got here we finally made it kind of <laughs> to where we can be here. never we're never making it oh, tyler i'm true. sorry you're to true. break it to you but Someday, that's just who we are <laughs> maybe like in a nursing home we'll be content <laughs> we'll be like all right did we make it i'll be like no we didn't keep going keep going on your walker <laughs> exactly <you're a> dictator <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please be sure to rate this podcast, give it a comment, and also oops, I messed up. Subscribe. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. So right when we post an episode, it will show up beep on your phone. And be sure to rate us, give us a comment below. We love you guys and we will see you in the next one. Till next time. Peace.